There's a right way to do knife play, fire play, knife play, electricity play, breath play. All of that can be super hot, but if you do it wrong, people can get hurt. Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. Hey hotties, I'm Ams. And I'm Kat. And we're the two hot wives. Tonight, we're talking about dungeons. Dungeons, yay. I'm really excited. <laughs> dungeons, kind of how Mr. Ams and I got our start mm-hmm. on this crazy sexual journey was going to a dungeon for the first time. So this is a topic near and dear to my heart. I know. This has been something we've talked about doing for a while. Yeah. It's been something that's very scary to my heart. Is it? You no, know, I, I, maybe a little bit. I don't, I just didn't know what to expect. You yeah. know, I, I uh, you talked about it and, and you were excited about it. So of course I wanted to, I wanted to learn about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, anything that's unknown can be a little scary. And I, I, I don't know what to wear. Yeah. <laughs> what do I wear? What do I wear to a dungeon? You know, I'm thinking, I don't want to look like a newbie, but of course I'm a newbie. Yeah. Everybody's going to know it. That's okay. That's, a, that's okay. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into what the fuck is a dungeon, right? What is this thing that we're talking about? So I always imagine that it's like in a basement. Sure. That it's like in a castle. That in it's, a castle. You know, I, I take that word dungeon and I, I think like, ooh, that's going to be so cool. It's not like that. No, it's no. It's it's very it can be very, very different. Yeah. So what is it? Why would you want to visit a public dungeon mm-hmm. if you have access to one? Some of the rules, the do's and don'ts that you should be thinking about when you go to a dungeon. And of course, we got phenomenal advice. We did from our subject matter expert, Mistress Justine Cross. Who has a very cool, unique dungeon. Very very fem energy, like very fairy. feminine energy coming out of her dungeon. So that was a great conversation. Beautiful. Yeah. But before we get into it, Kat, what are we drinking tonight? Well, it is almost Halloween. It is. So we are drinking the Black Widow. It's gorgeous. It's really yummy. It's super yummy. So what is in the Black Widow? It's cassis liqueur. Mm, yes. Current. And scotch. And scotch. And a little lemon juice. Yay. Yay. And the cassis liqueur is so sweet. You don't need any simple syrup, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yummy. It's a very pretty sort of Purple-y. dusty purple mm-hmm. color. You can see a picture of our cocktails up on social media and, of course, on our website. And with our cocktails, we need some hot tails. So, Ams, what is your hot tail? My hot tail, I got to say, it's super fucking hot. And I didn't have to stretch for it. Like, this is a really, really hot, hot tail. It comes from the house party that we recently had, and I got to be a unicorn. Wow. Yes. Yes. Which is not the same as having an FMF threesome. It's not the same when... You're part of a couple and you invite a unicorn to join you. When you get to be a unicorn in someone else's couple dynamic, totally different experience. All right. So let's take a step back at the super awesome back to the 90s theme house party that was super fun. So much fun. Bonus content coming. Uh, I first off, I had a little room all to myself that was totally against the rules and the, the rules of it's the It's your house. It's your rules. Yes. Yeah. So we took over kind of like a storage space almost and put a, a twin size mattress down in this space that was a little bit out of the way. And I was mingling and dancing with all the people at the party. And Matt came by 
looking really good. I think he was dressed like Marky Mark. Uh-huh, he was. And he was hot. And Scarlett uh-huh. was dressed as Carrie Bradshaw. She was. And she looked from Sex and the City. Phenomenal. She looked so great. I actually she was wearing a wig, but I thought her hair was real. Looked it looked really so good. good, and I think it was pretty close to her natural color. I thought it looked amazing. It looked so good. She looked phenomenal. He looked yummy. Mm-hmm. So yummy. He always looks yummy. I know. So we were <laughs> dancing and talking, and at one point I was like, well. Can you get away for a while right now? And he went he went up to talk to Scarlett and make sure everything was okay. So he went upstairs. I was down in the basement with friends. And he walks down the stairs. I'm in the middle of the conversation. And I turn to my friends. I'm like, that is for me. So I went <laughs> with Matt into my little private play space. And we had a great time. That's a hotel for another day. But after we were done playing... I came out and and I was talking to people and I walked up the stairs as Scarlett and Matt were coming down the stairs and Scarlett kind of looked at me with intent in her eyes. That sounds like Scarlett. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, Ams, have you ever thought about being a unicorn? And I was like, well, I, I never have done it. I guess I've thought about it. She's like, would you like to be a unicorn tonight? And I said, fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. I would love to be a unicorn tonight, but not really knowing how that's any different from right. an, F- an FMF threesome, right? Female, male, female. And uh, we were looking for a space to play. The play spaces were pretty booked up at that point, but we managed to find up in one of the rooms, we had massage tables set oh. up and they kind of led me to the massage table and turned me around and laid me out on the massage table. Like I was like, do you remember the Sean Connery movie where there was a, a girl who was like the sushi platter? Oh, yes. <laughs> I felt like the sushi platter. <laughs> I was like all laid out on this massage table. And the two of them are kissing me and touching me. And Scarlett pulls out like a little vibrator toy and she's playing with me and she's whispering into my ear. And I'm not usually like a huge fan of the girl-girl play, Mm -hmm. you know, Kinsey scale. If you're into that, I'm probably a one, a one and a half. Things have to be really like perfect context for me to to enjoy playing with another woman. But what I discovered is if, if the environment is really sexy and I'm feeling like super in the mood to, to be touched and played with, I don't give a fuck. And Scarlett really is very sexy. She is. She's phenomenally sexy and she brings this really strong, positive, feminine mm-hmm. energy, which was nice. Like having a woman whisper something into my ear or the way that a woman touches you is just very different than a man. It's very light, like fingertip touches. And I loved the the difference between how Matt was touching me, which was much firmer and more in control. And then you know, Scarlett would be kind of flitting around and little fingertip touches here and there. And she's, you know, playing with my clit with the vibrator. And I was like, oh my God, this is phenomenal. And, you know, I'm not a huge exhibitionist. Right. But I didn't give a shit that in the, <laughs> you know, in the middle of this play experience, the massage table is set up in a space that's it's pretty kind open. Of a, yeah. It's yeah. kind of a pass through. People could go from the hallway to the hot tub and back. So there were four people sitting in the hot tub who could see what we were doing the entire time. And that really turned it's me hot. on. It turned me on to think <laughs> that they could see what we were right. doing. Well, and it's different to know, at least I think, that mm-hmm. they might be watching. They may not be watching. Yeah. You could be seen. Maybe they're not really watching, but just, you know, then to have someone standing right there actually really watching. Yes. Just you know, like staring at the you. The idea that someone might be watching is, is hotter is hotter than if someone's just like standing right there. I think so. I think so. It was, it was very hot. And the couples that were in the hot tub were kind of new. So I liked that I could show them the possibilities. Like 
if you keep at this, maybe you, are you an one exhibitionist. day will be a sushi platter. You're a teacher. <laughs> was, was a good, sexual guru is what I like to think of it. So, so we played there for a while, but the massage table is not super conducive to like rigorous play. So we decided to move to the the bed. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just imagining Matt like on this massage table and the whole thing just toppling it over. It would toothpicks. definitely be bad. Yes. It would not be good. No. So we managed to find some room on the bed. Actually, Mr. Ams was on the bed with a, a friend and we're like, scoot over. <laughs> um, but we we got on the bed and they were both playing with me until I came so hard that it was like, okay, I need a time out. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and I would really like to watch the two of you play together. What a great idea. Which was a win-win, right? <laughs> I got tired. my time out. I need like my blankie and my binky and sit there and watch them. And it's really cool to watch a couple who's so connected with each other play. They just know how to touch each other. And Scarlett is many things. One thing that I admire the most is she's multi-orgasmic. Oh. Like, you wink at her and she comes. I don't know how that <laughs> happens, but she's she just was coming over and over and over again. Wow. So that was cool to watch. It was cool to make little comments. You guys look so sexy. Or maybe I would, you know, stroke Matt's shoulder or down mm -hmm. his arm or kiss him a little bit, or, you know, and, and touch Scarlet too. But I could just watch it and be a little bit a part of their play, but not like right in the middle of their play. And uh, it was getting to the point where Matt was with Scarlett and he's, he's, it's like missionary style, but, but that like close connected couples kind of missionary style. Mm -hmm. And he was getting really close to coming. I could tell like he, he was getting there. And then in the background we hear Patrick, Patrick. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> no. And he's like, Fuck, that I is a super it. big party foul. <laughs> it was the worst. What the hell? It was the worst. Patrick? Patrick, what the what fuck? The fuck? Where are you, Patrick? <laughs> He's not here. He's not here. Look around. He's not here. That sucks. <laughs> it sucked. So okay, so we are going to have to like teach some party some etiquette. etiquette. You don't yell. You don't yell Patrick. for your partner in the middle of other people. Unless you're playing. bleeding or, you know. Exactly. Yes. Dying. It's, it's like the rule with the kids. <laughs> right. You better be fucking bleeding That's if right. you're going to interrupt us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that kind of ended the play. But we still had a oh, phenomenal time. We we got dressed. We we kissed and hugged and, and then went on with the party. But it was it was awesome to be a unicorn because – you know, when you have a, a a woman join you in the play, mm -hmm. you really want to make sure that you're a good hostess, right? Like you're treating her great and and she's feeling really comfortable in your space or whatever right. it is. So but, she'll want to come back again sometime. Exactly. You make her chipino <laughs> and all right. of these things. But if, uh, if you're the unicorn, all of that energy goes to you. Ooh. And as a reformed pillow princess, I really enjoyed just lying there and and having all the things done to me and and I felt like all I had to do was just let that show on my face and my body and it did because I was really fucking turned on this sounds like an, an episode I think it this might be sounds an like a full-on episode I could get my head around that I have much interest in unicorning I think at oh, this point yeah right. I like it yeah it's really hot who'd have thought as married women we could be unicorns yes. Absolutely. We, I like yes. It. I like it. Yes. All right. Season three. Okay. Let's take a little break. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to talk all about dungeons. And we're back talking about dungeons. Ams, why are we talking about dungeons? Well, first off, let's define what a dungeon is, right? What is a dungeon? It's a space that is devoted to BDSM play. 
And it can be a private space. It can be something in your house. It can be a public space that is run by sex workers or is run by like a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the goal of this space is to accommodate BDSM play. But the why is why? Why, why are we talking about this? <laughs> why are this? we talking about this? Well, I think for one reason, it's a great place to get educated and to get inspired. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I'm very curious about it because it's something that you're so interested in. Yeah. That you, that you really love. And so I'm like, well, there's got to be something to this if Ams likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we went to a dungeon originally because we had interest in learning more about different types of BDSM play. Mm -hmm. You know, playing with other couples, lifestyle, none of that was on our radar at all. At the time that we discovered our local dungeon, mm -hmm. we literally went to learn about stuff that I had interest in and Mr. Ams had interest in. We started with impact play and, and learned a lot of other things while we were there. So I think getting ideas for things that might turn you on and getting educated about how to properly do some of these things is really valuable as well. As you get into edgier types of play, there's a right way to do Oh, knife play, fire play, knife play, electricity play, breath play. These are things that if they're done wrong, can actually hurt people. All of that can be super hot and sexy, but if you do it wrong, people can get hurt. Right. That's not to say that everything that happens at a dungeon is super edgy. I mean, we went and we learned how to do wax play the first time we were there, which I think people would consider that to be edgy. You think wax play? Wax play? Hot wax? Well, yeah. I I mean, I I guess it can be. It well, maybe. I mean, at one point, I think it maybe it was more edgy than it is now. Yeah. There were what was the movie? Was it like Basic Instinct with the wax play? Or no. Top Gun? No. no, that was Ice Cubes. <laughs> ice Cubes and wax totally different. Yes. Wax can burn you. Pretty good. Well, so what I careful. learned, pro tip, huh? you want to use wax that is in a glass container. So if you use a candle that can stand on its own, uh -huh. it has too high of a melting point. But if you use like this super cheap Jesus candles that you can get at the dollar store, that wax has a lower melting point. That is amazing. Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Uh, we still completely fucked it up when we played around <laughs> with wax play at home. Another episode that uh -huh. we can explore. Okay. But, um, you know, we checked out impact play when we got there. We checked out electricity play with the violet wand and the wax play. None of that is super edgy in that I don't think you're likely to get really hurt. I don't know. I guess electricity could get really hurt. But there was also a picture of a guy who was suspended from the ceiling and had a bowling ball hanging from his scrotum. Oh. Yeah. So Does that sound get, sexy? Not to me, but I'm not going to yuck anybody's <laughs> yum. If you really want a bowling ball attached to your scrotum, that's awesome. It's not an area I am likely to explore, not just because I don't have a scrotum. I was going to say, thank God you don't have a scrotum. <laughs> yeah. But, it, you oh. know, things can get really intense and being in like a community center for the BDSM community <laughs> means that you have access to a lot of people who've tried out different things. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> community center for the BDSM. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. So other reasons that you might want to go to a dungeon, you know, you get access to toys and apparatus. That you didn't even know existed? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Or they just take up too much real estate in your own house. So you can use somebody else's toys. Yes. Huh. If you're, if you're well, and I guess like the benches and the, mm -hmm. the, the cross, mm -hmm. St. Andrew's the cross. St. Andrew's cross. You might not have that in your house. So you can give that a try. Absolutely. Yes. Crosses are a big one because they take up a lot of space. Right. Spanking and benches. We did not have a spanking bench at the time that we checked out the dungeon. There was a, a cage. You know, a place that you could 
be on your hands and knees in a cage and people could reach in and touch you and you couldn't really move. I didn't play in the cage, but that was available. There was a, a vacuum bed. A vacuum bed? A vacuum bed. What is that? You, you <laughs> lay down between two pieces of latex and they vacuum all the air out. Oh. Your head's sticking out. Okay, as long as my head's sticking, your head's sticking out, I would out. like that. It, I think, I think a lot that of would people, be cool. See, I get slightly claustrophobic. But so as I long never as my head's it. out. Right. Wow. I, I can't even sleep unless my feet are sticking out from under the covers. So I don't think I would like the latex bed. But You're not I, worried about the spiders? No. No. <laughs> I don't have spiders in my house. Oh, no, Although I it is not. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> plastic spiders in my house. No, I I um I haven't tried that, but I, I'd, I'd give it a try. In any event, it's a chance to to try out a lot of these really intense. Um, now that entices toys. me. Yeah. That idea right there is is enough reason for me to go. Yeah, yeah, because you know, in my house in particular, I don't have room for my own dungeon. I definitely right. don't have room for that kind of setup mm-hmm. with the with the cross or the vacuum play. I can't. I can't put that together at my house. So to be able to go somewhere, now that intrigues me. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And the last potential why is this is a chance to connect with other people who may be into the same kinky shit that you're into. And you might find a play partner that that interests you, that entices you. Was there a lot of opportunity to meet other people? Because I know in these places, there's usually not like, alcohol or mm-hmm. um, is there like a bar anyway or a place to sort of stand around and be social? There is a bar, although often there's no alcohol and it's just sodas and water. There's also a little couch cooling off area that you can go to, that you can talk with people. And then, you know, we went to a, a one-on-one experience, 101 experience, right? Sort of introduction to a dungeon. And so there was quite a lot of standing around for different demonstrations. So you would get a chance to talk with people while they were waiting to have their their turn at a demonstration. So we did have a chance to connect and talk with a lot of people. At the time, we weren't looking for play partners. That wasn't something that we were exploring. And in fact, we got approached to play and we had no idea what the hell they were talking about. And this was at a 101? Mm Mm-hmm. And have you been to like a regular play? I have not. We've only been to You've a one hundred and one at a dungeon. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm mm. I'm excited to to explore it further. So a lot of opportunities to just get out of any kind of sexual rut that you're in to check out something new to meet new interesting people. I I think dungeons are awesome if you have access to one. And are they? Do you think they're readily available in like lots of locations across the country or? Across the world, probably in other countries more so than here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because you would think we would be more sex positive in a free country. Yeah. But, but we're not, you know, based on Puritan values of chastity and I don't know, all the bullshit that the Puritans did. Not to knock on Puritans if there are any out there, but it's, uh, you know, we've always had very mixed messages when it comes to sex. You know, I think any, major metropolitan area will have a few dungeons. And when we were doing research for this episode, Mm -hmm. I went to sites like FetLife to find out what was going on in our area and and in other places. It's not as easy to find as I would have thought. When you Google dungeons, what you get is dungeons and dragons. That's right. I did that. (laughs) So it is a little hard to find uh, a local dungeon, but I think FetLife is a good resource for that if you want to um, check it out for what's going on locally for you. Kat, before we decided to do this episode, were you curious about dungeons? Did you have any interest in exploring it independently? I did. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, I like I like being restrained. Yeah. I like being tied up. And I've always been sort of intrigued by shibari mm-hmm. rope Shibari tying. rope tying. And I think that's Really sexy, really cool. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to explore that. Latex and leather and, and the outfits for the sure. Can we just talk about costumes. costumes? Like I love the outfit. I want to wear all of that stuff. So, yeah. you know, if there's an opportunity to wear that, I'm totally going to do it. Yeah. Um, And just 
you know, all the different toys that are out there. I don't, I don't know what I don't know. You know, that's the biggest thing I think is that I have exposed myself to a lot. Yeah, sure. (laughs) But there are certain things that I just don't know and they're not readily available anywhere else. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's a whole new world of yeah. kink. I'm excited to explore. Absolutely. For sure. And I'm open-minded about it. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. I mean, I think I'm going to like it, really. Yeah. But yeah. And I think, you know, it, it sounds to me like there's lots of rules. Yes. <laughs> and so in most of our play experiences, Mr. Cat and I don't have a lot of rules, but I like going into a new situation knowing that there are a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I would be safe. That's interesting that you say that, that the rules make you feel safe. Yeah. Mr. Cat and I don't have sure. a lot of yeah, rules yeah. between the two of us. But when I'm going into a new environment where I'm not in total control, yeah, someone else's area, yeah. You know, knowing that there are rules that apply to everyone, it feels good. I like that. I feel good about going, knowing that there are rules. Not just anyone can just come up and touch me or, or join our play, which happens mm-hmm. when we go to like a party, mm-hmm. you know, a play, not a play party, but like a, a big party where there might be playrooms in the back. We could decide to go back and play in a playroom and, you know, there's sort of, there's gauzy draperies. Mm-hmm. there and you think you're alone or maybe we're with you guys mm-hmm. but anybody can just open that drapery and decide to join in and sometimes i don't think people know that there are rules you can't touch me without asking yeah. first but they sometimes don't know that and i try to be a little bit forgiving because there are newbies around you sure, know sure, sure, sure. but uh knowing that there are strict rules and that everybody knows what they are it's a good thing I agree. So I agree. And it's one of the first things that I learned and loved about the BDSM kink community is they are very, they're very prescribed with their rules. They're very into consent. And uh, when I went to the, to the first event that was a BDSM event, I got a little postcard that had uh, epic consent rules written on it. So it was enthusiastic personal, intoxicated, like don't be intoxicated mm-hmm. and continuous. And the, just the idea of, of active consent, explicit consent was kind of new to me at the time. Well, and it's nice that they don't just say it, but they actually put it on a card and gave it to you mm-hmm. in words that kind of makes it more solid, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I still remember it. This right. was three plus years ago. Do you still have the card? I still have the card. Uh, Is it like in your swinger? My swinger bag? In your swinger bag or your scrapbook? Do you have a swinger scrapbook? We totally should. We totally should. We should. Yes. All right. That's on my to-do list now. Okay. I'll send you pictures and you do it. That sounds great. Uh, No, I, I thought it was amazing. I kept it honestly because I have a, a, a son who's a teenager now and I'm like, this is how I want him to be dealing with consent as he starts to explore his sexuality and his partner's sexuality. I'm like, this is what you should be thinking about as opposed to relying on nonverbal cues and eye contact and, you know, all of these things that are very mixed. It was a great tool that I think, um, you know, as he gets older, I'm hoping to, um, to use with him. And I, and I still, it, because we came from the BDSM community and consent is so important and using your motherfucking words is so Mm -hmm. important. I'm always a little bit surprised as we meet new people in the lifestyle, how for so many of them, their journey, their story is like, let's get drunk and see what happens, which is fine. You know, they, most of them have gotten to a really good place at this point, but I'm thinking, why the fuck would you completely change your life, change the course of your life with like a drunken night. Because they don't want to say the words. Yeah. yeah it's hard to have those to conversations. Yeah. And so they're probably both thinking it and, you know, they feel like that's an easy way to just dive right in. Yeah. I get it. It's super common. So. <laughs> right. So there must you know. be a a big reason why. I yeah. think that's it. Yeah. And and I will be the first one to admit that sometimes I get into analysis paralysis and I think way too much about something and it keeps no. me from doing it. There's something to be said for just jumping closing in. your eyes and jumping in sometimes. Feel the fear and do it anyway. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there was a lot of that at the dungeon the first time I went. 
I think that would be the case for me, yeah. for sure. And and there's no one to talk to about that anyway. So it's just <laughs> myself, my own, you know, conversation with myself. You know, yeah. why are you so afraid? No one's going to hurt you here. You're safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are rules. There you so. go. There you go. So let's let's bring in Justine to the conversation. So we um, had an opportunity to interview Mistress Justine Cross, who is owner of Dungeon East in Los Angeles, California. And uh, she had some great advice mm-hmm. on some dungeon do's and don'ts so that we felt really prepared for when we went. And what a cool dungeon she yeah, has. Beautiful. Totally not my idea of what I thought a dungeon was. Mm-hmm. But I could totally play in that dungeon. It was gorgeous. It was really, really. It, it was like straight out of Pinterest. Really female centric. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So. Yeah. Straight out of Pinterest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's bring her in. We're back with Mistress Justine Cross. Justine, how are you? Well, as you know, I've been a little bit better. <laughs> I'm in a bit of pain. I like to give it out. I don't like to get it back. So, But I'm doing much better now that I can see you too, and we can just have some good conversation about BDSM and sex and all kinds of fun stuff. Always puts me in a chipper mood, you know? Excellent. Well, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about you and about your fantastic space in Los Angeles? My name is Mistress Justine Cross, and I am based in Los Angeles and, you know, all through the interwebs as we can navigate (laughs) this terrible little thing happening. So I'm a professional dominatrix, uh, lifestyle as well. um, So I do that professionally and personally. And I also uh, run a BDSM dungeon called Dungeon East, and that is a private rental space where you can come for a couple of hours or an overnight and spend some fun time there with your your person or person. So it has all the BDSM furniture, toys, cleaning and safety supplies, and, you know, people rent it for lifestyle, um, as well as professional rentals. And, you know, we do productions and uh, haven't quite got back to parties yet, but at least most things are happening. Yeah. So our listeners know that AMS has been to a dungeon. I have. (laughs) But I've never been to a dungeon. So I am just like, my imagination is going crazy. What is a dungeon? What is your like idea of dungeon? Well, if you look at my dungeons, they look very different than most people's dungeons. Mm -hmm. And I also had two dungeons. Dungeon West was more of a classic red and black aesthetic, but we closed because of the pandemic. And now I'm, I have a, my own house. (laughs) And now I, you know, my, my dungeon West is here, which is behind me, the cross, which you can't see because you're listening to this, but just imagine the cross, the interesting cross. But yeah, my space dungeon East, it's very different. It's all white. It has that famous yes, mistress marquee sign. Um, But most dungeons will have furniture like this big X, the St. Andrew's cross, a spanking horse or bench, some kind of cage bondage table, something like that. And then all kinds of fun implements like paddles and whips and things like that. My space is private, so it's only available uh, if you book rental there. Some spaces are a little bit more public, so they might have like regular nights where there's events or classes and it's just like walk-in kind of thing. Classes, that could be helpful. I think I could use a few classes. So how many dungeons do you think are out there in the United States? Is it really popular? Yeah. I mean, I would say in, in major cities, there's I mean, in New York and LA, like I can think, I mean, a lot of places have closed and opened, so it's hard to tell, but I'd say there's probably about 10 spaces in LA and New York and same thing in Mm -hmm. Chicago. And probably every major city has something, you know, it's really hard to tell what's available, especially in the last like year, because so much has changed with, with things closing and opening. And I'm kind of out of the loop a little because I haven't Mm -hmm. been traveling that much. Sure. Sure. So is there a good way for people to find out if there's a dungeon nearby their home? Is there like a one-stop shop to research this stuff? I find it really hard to find Mm -hmm. information on the internet. Yes. Um, Well, I think your best bet is just, you know, typing into your internet search bar, your city and dungeon and see what pops up. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then as long as you're not looking in London where there are actual dungeons, that's a pretty (laughs) good idea. Um, You could also go on FetLife, which is like a a kinky social media platform, but, you know, there's no like tagging and stuff like that. So uh, it's not like Facebook where it's like, you know, you're in and suddenly you're getting ads for like, you know, 
what do I want to be on sale this week? Slippers, slippers. Okay, slippers. I want sales on slippers. So, you know, you're not like getting that kind of thing. So you can search by location and find some spaces that way as well. So the girly girl in me has to ask this question. What the heck do I wear? What do I wear to a dungeon? Whatever you want. That answer still confuses me because (laughs) I want to look good and I want to fit in and I don't want to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm way overdressed or, oh, nobody's wearing, you know, corsets or what is the typical then? Submissive? No. um, (laughs) Well, it really depends on the event and what you're going for. Um, I mean, because again, like uh, if you're going to a dungeon for a class, like wear regular clothes, wear your everyday clothes, you know, yeah, street clothes. Um, If you're going for a a party or an event, like totally dress the fuck up, especially after this year. I'm just, I'm honestly just wearing gowns like in my living room. And, (laughs) you know, I would say going to the grocery store, but I'm still getting everything delivered. So dress the fuck up. Dress what is going to make you feel the most like empowered, whether that's like, because you feel really dominant or you feel really submissive, like wear what's going to make you feel that way. You don't have to spend a ton of money. I mean, you certainly can. And if you're going to buy new things, please use all my affiliate links. Unless you have your own, I don't know. But, um, you know, like lingerie, leather, latex, like, you know, um, you can just, you know, kind of wear even like a cocktail dress or like cocktail attire, and then maybe just like throw a collar on or some other kind cool. of like bonded strappy mm-hmm. thing or rope, you know, so you don't have to like do a lot to blend in and look cool. This reminded me of, I went to a, a public dungeon event like a few years ago, which I don't often go to. And it, the theme was like pajama party and like karaoke or something. And I thought, okay, I'll go. And everyone was wearing like straight up pajamas, like, like plaid pajamas oh, and, like, you know, and like footy things. Oh, and I'm slippers. wearing... Like, yeah, yes. bunny slippers. <laughs> and I'm wearing this like agent provocateur, like lingerie and bathrobe and little like floofy slippers. And I just kind of meet everyone or just kind of like looking at each other, like really confused because like we thought what we, we all thought made sense in our minds, like when we met in person did not make sense. And everyone's like, oh, the pretty lady is here. Can we get you a pillow? Oh. And I'm like wearing this like $2,000 outfit. They're like, oh. You know, so I was like, God, I feel really dumb. Okay, I'm gonna go back to my dungeon now. No, but it was it was funny. So that's great. I bet you looked fantastic. Agent provocateur is gorgeous. Oh, I did. It was amazing. I also had like food poisoning, so I was like, great. Now they're gonna know this like pretty lady is like very sick. (laughs) Whatever. I drank. I I I, you know made a splash anyway. But then it was like, um, yeah, just wear what you want. And some places have like themes, like that might be like a theme night, like the pajama party, right? (laughs) Like that theme. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Awesome. So for someone who's going to, you know, a commercial dungeon where, where it's got more open people coming in, what should they expect the first time they go? What are they going to see? What are they going to walk into? Is it pretty consistent? Um, no, (laughs) Um, (laughs) no, um, again, and I haven't been out in in a while and I don't often go to like other events because I I just have my own events. Um, but you know what you, what, let me talk about what you should see. Okay. Uh, What is safe? What is safe? Okay. Well, hopefully you're seeing things like, you know, someone's at the door (laughs) checking people in and checking IDs and having people sign in and having some kind of process like that. Hopefully you see someone like people working the event, like a dungeon monitor. Um, usually they're clearly marked because they're wearing a t-shirt that says dungeon monitor. It might have an armband that says DM. You want to be able to clearly identify the people working at an event. And that's really for all events, not just for dungeon events. You want to know who is working there. Some places will serve alcohol. Some places will not. Obviously, it is because you're playing and doing things to people's bodies. Like there shouldn't really be like a freewheeling open bar. That's not the kind of vibe that should be happening. You also want to make sure that there's things like, I don't know, fire exits and signs and fire extinguishers and Oh, you laugh, but oh my God, you, yeah. Yeah, I know uh, there's something like fire seen. play and all kinds of... Cr- all the more reason to have a fire extinguisher yes. in dungeon. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Uh, so again, this, th- these sorts of things are just like really basic safety things that you should think about. Like when you go back out to club, make sure those things are happening anyway. You know, you want to you wanna make sure that it's like well lit and that there's like clearly marked rules for the dungeon, rules for maybe what that particular play party is, and that you... You can find places to, you know, there's like cleaning stations set up. So you should be able to find things that have like 
alcohol spray, puppy pads, gloves, condoms, like all of that stuff should be really easily accessible because you want people to have safer play and safer sex if sex is allowed at that particular event. Yeah, that kind of ties into the question I was thinking, like, what about the kinkier things that you're going to see? Is there open play? Is there um, sort of different kinks set up in different areas, like people who want to have certain experiences? Yeah, it really depends on the space and, and what's going on. Some spaces are really open floor plans. So it's like they might have sort of different furniture set up. Um, so then you're playing on that furniture. Some places have specific rooms. So sometimes you'll see like a sign up sheet if you want to use that room or if you're playing with someone uh, to do that. And uh, yeah, I mean, really, again, it depends on what the theme is for that night and what's what's going on will sort of denote what you're going to see. And, you know, most spaces um, have like a newbie friendly night. So they'll have like an orientation first and then like the play party. So that's really nice. If, if you're new, like I've gone to those with friends and stuff before to have that kind of newbie experience. Um, the way that I run my events is like they cater to both like the newbie and the oldie. You know, I mean, my dungeon is is small, but it's probably bigger than your dungeon. So, you know, it's like 1400 square feet. So but it's an open floor plan. So you can see, you know, the, the entire space. So we have people set up at different stations to give you like guaranteed play. Everyone can play everywhere. You can be naked, you could have sex, like, you know, all these things are possible. But again, I have like these rules posted. It's very clear. There's like a food area, you know, stuff like that. You want to make sure there's, you know, the dungeon parties always have good food. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, that's great. Good food, no booze. That, that's okay though. I'll take the good food over the no booze. Some have booze, some don't. I mean, yeah. I usually see, sometimes it's like, you know, BYOB. I mean, it's a safety thing. It's, yeah. you know, but it's like, you know, I find that people at my events, it's like people just want to have like a beer, or a glass of wine, like early on, just to kind of like relax and chill. Like people aren't like, I always make the joke that the only person, the person drinking the most is me and you wouldn't even notice. I'm like drinking with <laughs> whiskey <laughs> so, but I don't allow other people to do that like no yeah. absinthe and you know, because it's just right. a safety thing yeah sure you don't want anybody getting drunk and then playing with fire and knives yeah and wax and wax and yeah, yeah well, all three of those things are not allowed in my dungeon so okay. <laughs> we couldn't have those anyway but yes I'm in California and much of the country has now either legalized or decriminalized weed so quite often there's like a smoking area but people are vaping they're not smoking cigarettes and like weed is sort of like allowed but again, it's like some places have different, um, whatever their rules are, abide by those rules. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so let's talk more about rules for a dungeon. Why are rules important, first off? Well, we don't want anyone getting hurt in the bad, bad way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, for me, it's like uh, the rules that I have in my space are one for just like personal safety of people, um, you know, knives, that's when people get stabbed, uh, not on purpose, or breath play, like these are the things that can be more dangerous. And also, I don't allow wax play because, you know, I don't even allow I don't allow red wine in my dungeon, because everything is white. <laughs> white. And, you know, so there's certain things that I don't allow to just protect the space. Mm -hmm. But it's it's mostly to protect me protect the space. But I mean, it's your dungeon, you can make up whatever rule that you you want, like no Visigoths, you know, no spiders. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we need to have these rules. And again, I, I want to stress to people, um, wherever you're going to a dungeon event, you want to make sure that those rules are sent to you and that they're also posted in the space. If you're in a space where those rules are not like really clear, I would not say that you're in a particularly safe space. I would like be there with caution. Like, you know, I've been in unsafe spaces and I'm Justine Cross. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I know what's supposed to happen and I know that I feel some and I'm always with like my partner or a group of friends and I know I'm going to be okay. But like, you don't necessarily have like the tools and the infrastructure and like the people that I have around me. And if you feel like you're in an unsafe space, like, please leave. Don't stay. It's never, it's not a good idea. So well, and I guess if they don't have something like the basics of, you know, just rules posted, mm -hmm. then you can guess that other things aren't being taken care of as well. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, we want to have these rules in place to create an infrastructure. So then we can go wild within those rules. It's like, mm -hmm. we're building this super fun, bouncy castle dungeon, but we need to have the walls. If we don't have the walls, we're going to fucking fly out and hit ourselves. <laughs> and like, we don't want that. We want the rules. So we obey the rules and we have fun within those rules. Cause we're going to have a lot of fucking fun. I feel like I've been scaring people. <laughs> we want to have the rules because we want to play within those boundaries. And it's very important. I love the idea of an inflatable 
dungeon. dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's kind of like you could pop it up and you could play in your inflatable mm-hmm. dungeon and then you could, you know, deflate it and put it away. There you go. There oh, we go. For my next party. <laughs> I, well, love and I, I love floaties. I love inflatables. That's awesome. And I love your space. I thought it was mm-hmm. so interesting that your space is white. I That's not what I was expecting at all. And so I guess if you're building even a home space that you're using as a dungeon, you could really make it anything you want, anything that you like. I, I, I just mm-hmm. thought, you know, I, I thought I was going to see this typical dungeon and it's so cool. So different. Thank you. Yeah, I it's it's been interesting, like, um, you know, curating these two spaces, Dungeon West and Dungeon East, they're on such a huge level and moving almost a year ago into my new space here where I have a condo in one room. I call it my dungeonette, which is where I'm sitting right now. And it's taken me almost an entire year to figure out what I want to do in this space because I'm like, wait, for the first time, I can do whatever I want. It's not like thinking of what's going to work well for other people and business wise. I mean, I have to I can't totally do whatever I want because I'm filming in here and I'm shooting in here. But like, I literally just got this carpet. Well, I'll show you. I just got my beautiful yeah. carpet yesterday. Oh, it's gorgeous. Isn't it gorgeous? I know. Love I love it. it. <laughs> and I got that chair and yeah, I'm getting all this stuff. So it's like, um, yeah, it's fun. It, like dungeons aren't just like creepy, dark, weird, purple spaces yeah. anymore with gargoyles and dust. It's, they're, <laughs> they're fun now. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So outside of the rules of a dungeon, something that's posted that you need to follow. Is there just basic dungeon etiquette? Do you know what I mean? Like what, what's polite behavior in a dungeon? What are things that everybody should know? And they're just kind of universal for every dungeon space. Yeah. Wonderful question. I may think the, the first universal rule is like, don't interrupt someone's scene. Like, so if someone's actively playing and also when they're done playing, like don't just, you know, bum rush them, you know? Um, so that's that's one. Um, you no know, clapping. <laughs> you can clap. I mean, yeah, voyeurism is something I would clap. If someone did, I'm going to do that the next time someone finishes an awesome scene. I'm going to totally clap. You know, it, it's been a minute. Um, we're gearing up for an in-person one soon. But anyway, yeah, I think that's like the the main one. And you know, being aware of your space and time. And you know, like it's if it's a party or kind of event, like don't take up too much time on like one piece of equipment, and especially if there's maybe like a sign up sheet, like I mentioned earlier, you know, don't like spew your toys all over the space. Like, you know, make sure you're, you're cleaning up after yourself, stuff like that. Um, and also like talk to people, like definitely go and, and talk to other people. Many, uh, people at my events have like, you know, met friends and like lovers and play partners and hiking buddies and business colleagues. Like, you know, you're all in the dungeon. It's like, you have at least like two things in common, you know? Um, so just, talk to people and, you know, you got to make your own fun. And if you're looking to get some pickup play, it's not going to happen if you're just sitting like on the couch, like by yourself, that's like not going to happen. Even if you're hot, like if I just sat (laughs) in a dungeon, like no one, no, I got to talk to people. So it doesn't like matter. You have to talk to people and, and make the things happen that you want to happen in the space. But it's also okay to just voyeur and watch. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, and that was uh, what I was going to ask you next. So if you're watching a scene and you're not wanting to watch it anymore, maybe there's something that, you know, you're, you don't like, or, Mm -hmm. or you're just wanting to move on to something else. Is it rude to walk away or is that okay? How does that work? Oh, yeah. That's really important to ask. Also, it's an important question. Um, Yeah. You know, uh, make sure you're taking care of yourself in the space. And, you know, um, if you're watching something and you no longer like it, of course, just leave. Like, I mean, don't like, you know, try not to like vomit and boo as you're on the way out. <laughs> but like, you know, just, you just leave. Like no one's going to notice. And, and it's okay to also, I, I went to a, like a, a newbie dungeon party with like my then partner and like her two friends and like everyone got triggered for like all these different reasons (laughs) and you know we had to just go in the car and kind of talk about like what happened and it was like all for different things that came up for people that like there was no way to avoid it like the dungeon party didn't do anything wrong it's just sometimes you don't know like what your trigger is or like what your boundary is until it happens and then you're Mm -hmm. like oh that's really like messing me up and But then, you know, it's okay. You just have that information for next time to make, you know, different, better choices for yourself and figuring out what works for you or what doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Kat was talking about spectating, but what about playing? If you're going to a dungeon, do you have to play? 
No, you, you definitely don't. And, you know, again, it's like, it, it depends on what the, the event is. It's like, if you just, you know, go to my dungeon, there's, you'll be there by yourself. Um, so it's like, if we're going to a dungeon party, I just want to make that distinction of what's happening because there's lots of different kinds of spaces. But yeah, if you're going to a dungeon event where there's playing, you can choose to play if you want or not. And, you know, being a voyeur is, is totally a way of participation. I definitely don't encourage men to be in the corner and watching someone seen a jerk off like that doesn't yeah. feel great like cheering and like being like yay like you know I mean uh, on the binary like women can get away with like a lot more like I don't think anyone's gonna be creeped out if like a woman is in the corner masturbating but like I still <laughs> unless that's like the vibe of the party like probably not you know yeah. probably don't do that but I mean and you can set up scenes with your partner or different people before you go to an event or you can discuss if it's okay to get what's called pickup plays so that's like where you meet someone that night and and you know um, negotiate and discuss a scene with them to do you know that can be really hot as well I really love watching watching my partner who's a dom dominate other people because she's not dominating me. Yeah. So it's really wonderful to watch. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Justine, I feel way more educated yeah. on this topic. There's so much to explore. This has been really fun. Yeah. Now I have to do some homework. That's right. Time for some sexy homework. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we should come to my sexy classes. We're doing classes, um, some in person and but some virtual still. So maybe you can come to some classes I'm doing. Oh, very cool. I will have a Dom one online, I think. So yeah, yeah. I'm kind of interested in that. Like, are there dominatrix classes? Yeah, I do classes. We're moving back to in-person, but we still have stuff online, but we do it all through Eventbrite. So if you go to Los Angeles BDSM events.com or just search for me in Eventbrite and follow us there, you will be alerted to all the events that were happening. Um, and again, they will be online. They will be in person. We're going to continue online forever, but we're going to throw in the in-person stuff as well. If you can't wait for the online class, we also have all of my classes are up on Gumroad. So if you just go to gumroad.com slash Justine Cross, you will find all my classes there and where I just make jokes and teach you about BDS. <laughs> but yeah, my, but my main site is losangelesdominatrix.com. So that's the best one. I'll repeat it again. Go sure. there right now. <laughs> right. Join the 43 brave souls who signed up for my mailing list so far, but <laughs> join my mailing list there. Um, but please go to losangelesdominatrix.com. And that's the best way to reach me if you wanted to book like a private session or do anything online or hire me for like, you know, bachelorette party or you Ooh, know, whatever. Fun. That's <laughs> All a kinds cool of fun idea. stuff. So yeah, I know I really want to start I getting hired out for fun parties again <laughs> safely. But yes, um, so yeah, that that is where to find me. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Justine. This is awesome. So much fun. Great. Well, thank you, Amazon Cat, for having me. And we're back. Fantastic information from Justine. I feel like we learned a lot about going to a dungeon, mm -hmm. including figuring out what the rules are. Every, every dungeon's different, right? Every dungeon. Right. Has they all have their own rules. rules. Yeah. So that's important. Like tip number one, not that we're getting into tips yet, but um, <laughs> make sure you know the rules of the dungeon you're going to. Right. Cause you never know when people are going to jump the gun and not wait for episode two. There you go. Which you I totally, you, do. you could totally go and do that. You know, just make sure you know the rules. That's right. So that's right. preliminary tip one. There you go. <laughs> Pre-tip. Pre Pre-tip. Pre <laughs> okay, so sexy homework. Right. It's pretty straightforward, right? For me, it is. We need well, to go to a dungeon. We got to go to a dungeon. And so, I've never been, so I'm going to go to that Dungeon 101 that you went to. Nice. I think that's a great place to start. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Get get educated. Yeah. I, like I think it. that's going to be good. Yeah. And I know we have a local dungeon, so. Yeah. I've already looked into it. So what what do you know about Dungeon 101? What have you learned so far? I know the basic rules. Okay. So what know? are some of the basic rules? Uh, well, there's no play on 101 night. What does that mean, no play? There's no sex. Okay. There's so, no sexual activity okay. on on Dungeon 101, 101 night. night. Right. There's all the stuff and it's all going to be on display and you can go through the different stations mm -hmm. to experience and look at all the different things and they have 
people there, like facilitators or instructors that are going to take you through all the different things and show you what what it's all about. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited about going. Good. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a very um, non-threatening way to explore something new. And I didn't realize that you could do that. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought, wow, going to a dungeon. Super scary. Yeah. Not so much. I mean, it still felt really scary to me the first time that I went. Now I'd be like, ah, fuck it. Let's go. It's, you know, my plans fell through. Let's go to a dungeon. But at the time before we'd really explored any of this, it was incredibly scary to walk in the door. And I remember them saying this, you've already done the hardest part, which is just walking in the door. I don't know that you'll find it super sexy, but. That's okay. It's a first step. Yeah. You know, that's what it's about. And I think, you know, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. If I've never been before, do I want to jump into a situation where I have no idea what's going on or what could happen? That's not sexy either. No, I agree. Totally. So. Totally. Step yeah. one. I Awesome. That's, that is a great choice. What I'm excited about is to hear about your homework. What are you going to do? Well, so I've been looking at the event calendar for my local dungeon. Mm-hmm. And they have an alien invasion play party. No way. This Saturday. So I think. Do you get to dress up? Yeah. Yeah. I want to go. Sorry. That's you... not fair. That sounds like way more fun. Yeah. I, I think it. I think it's going to be more fun than 101. There were actually two parties. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I'm imagining like the aliens when they abduct you and they probe you. Yeah, there could be probing. That's weird. Probing could happen if you want it, if you consent to it and don't. I'm totally telling it. you right now, that is part of it. That is going to happen. There's going to be probing. You better be ready for that, girl. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that and that's probably public. No. Well, yeah? I mean, it's a dungeon. Yeah. It's not super public, but but, you know, there are going to be aliens there. Experienced aliens. Experienced I'm telling you that right aliens now. Aliens with their probes. There are going to be experienced aliens there with their probes. They are going to be all about you. I- <laughs> you should dress up like an unsuspecting little cowboy girl. Should- <laughs> Cowgirl. Cowgirl. <laughs> an unexpecting little girl on the farm because that's where they get them. That from the farm? Is yeah. That, you know, when the aliens have abducted people, it's always from those little rural towns. <laughs> I think I have like in the a Midwest farm girl you costume. You totally somewhere. have that. Oh my God, that is how I would dress. I want to go. Yeah. I can't believe this. <laughs> Sorry. Well, there were two options. There was the alien abduction or the alien play party. And that sounded super fun and interesting. And then the other one sounded way too hardcore for me. It was uh, like everybody gets a st- Stapler. Ooh. Yeah. It was, yeah, like a lot of like knife play staples. And it it was, it looked really, really hardcore. And I decided that's not what I wanted to explore. But I want to go to the alien. I, wanna go to the alien I do. Party. How can I do my part first and then go with you? That's. Um, I think that could happen, but it would be very, <laughs> very tight. Like okay. <laughs> your turnaround would have to be very tight. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for it. I just lined up my babysitter. So I'm really excited. I might have to come over and help you put your costume together because you totally together. should be a farm girl. I should be a farm girl. For sure. In little like Daisy Duke pants and a little half yes. top tied yes. up under yes. the bra. All right, of the I aliens are going to want to abduct you for sure. I love that. I love be that. Be aware. I be scared. <laughs> I, I love this direction that you're taking. Uh-huh. I was just thinking I was going to wear my little glow, my see-through glow no, top. You're and- not the alien. No, no. I'm, I'm the I'm the victim. You're the abductee. <laughs> you're the like one it. we're all like, what the hell is she talking about? I kind of dig that. Okay, I like it. I like this direction. That <laughs> I you're have cowboy it. boots. You could borrow. Ooh, I don't have cowboy boots. Girl. Do we wear the same shoe size? Probably not. No, probably not. But I, <laughs> I might deal with pinched toes just to be able to wear the cowboy boots. Uh-huh. That'd be fun. Oh my gosh. We might have to go shopping and get you some you fucking cowboy boots. Some How cowboy do you not have cowboy boots? Right boots? I don't know because I'm a We're gonna go to girl Austin. from California. We're- I don't have cowboy boots. We're going to go to Austin and yes. Nashville. You're going to need some cowboy boots okay. anyway. Let's All go right. shopping. Okay. We'll do it. We'll do it. All right. So that is going to be my experience. I'm so jealous. And All I can think of is so not fair. Yeah. <laughs> 
sorry, girl. I think it is. I mean, the whole thing is going to be one big scene, right? Yeah. No one is ever going to go like and scene, which seems really weird to me. <laughs> I don't the know whole that they thing actually is going to be one big scene. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. They might. I they think might. they do. Yeah, I, I'm excited. It's it's almost like an extra Halloween party. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right. So until then. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Yeah, you can totally hear him swallowing. Mm -hmm. I don't swallow all the time, but when I do... (laughs) It's really fucking loud. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs>